It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome. Welcome to Money for Lunch. Man, it's good to have you guys here. As always, thank you so much for uh, supporting us. Uh, we want to welcome Texas Roadhouse Restaurants, Texas Roadhouse Restaurants, one of our new sponsors. And man, I really love these guys. First of all, the food is great. Second of all, the service is fantastic. And third of all, they give back to the community. Uh, they did a big campaign for veterans where if you were if you were a veteran or active military, you could go to any of their, I think, like, you know, 400, 500 locations. They're, they're nationwide. And if you were active military or a veteran, you could go there and get a free meal. So Texas Roadhouse, TexasRoadhouse.com, thank you so much for taking care of our, our vets and our military families. And, uh, again, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. So good stuff all the way around there. It is uh, – I don't know, just a couple of weeks away from business slowing down, shutting down. I'm not sure if that's correct, per se. Uh, I know that we, the way we calculate things uh, is uh, really, for the most part, the last two weeks of December are kind of non they're not as viable as the first two weeks, right? And I know a lot of people say, oh, you got to push towards the end. Well, I guess, I guess, um, you know, we, uh, we call it the end kind of right around December 15th, something around there. What about you guys? Um, the, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, and the reason for that is because even though theoretically we want to be able to do all those great things and yeah, push towards the end, you have a lot of the year-end parties, holiday parties, Christmas parties, uh, all of these different things that uh, people start taking time off. They're, they start getting in more relaxed mode, and, and so uh, it's not it's not uh, always feasible um, as uh, as we would like to suppose. And again, I've I've talked to a lot of uh, you know, business coaches, sales coaches, strategists, and, you know, yes, it's a mindset. Absolutely. But it's a fairly strong mindset. The reality is, is that uh, your market, and I could be wrong, I'd love to hear your, your opinion is, I think uh, more or less the market here in the U.S. tends to kind of slack off a little bit. And uh, interestingly enough, today on the show, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, business and business breakthroughs, some myths um, with uh, uh, Gary Barnes. He's going to be joining me in a few minutes. And, uh, and so I'm excited to have him on the show to talk about some of these things. Uh, this guy is uh, not only a, a, a business and sales coach, but he puts on several events a year. He's a best-selling author. So I think it's going to be great to have him here and, and uh, you know, maybe, uh, what do you call it, fine-tune my thinking. Maybe I am absolutely dead wrong about um, – all of this. And anyway, but either way, whether you wrap up your, 
your 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 stuff at the end of the year or you're going to be doing something um uh, like like we do kind of December 15th is kind of uh, our our uh, slow down button however you do it you know we we're we're limited we're limited all right um Okay, as always, let's get the party started with the quote of the day, the quote of the day. And um, if you have a favorite quote, um, send it to us. If we read it on the air, then you can pick up some pretty nice swag. Could be a best-selling book uh, from myself or one of our guests. Could be a a T-shirt. It could be um, even a free round-trip airline ticket on uh, one of our other upcoming sponsors, JSX Airline, JSX Airline. Uh, Pretty cool. Um, Got to try them the other day and uh, really, really uh, love uh, the experience. And I think you'll hear more about them um, as the uh, new year rolls out. All right. Quote of the day, thoughts are mental energy. They're the currency that you have to attract what you desire. Learn to stop spending that currency on thoughts you do you don't want. Wayne Dyer, and that quote is brought to you by Amy T. Amy T. Thank you for sending that. She is in Park City, Utah. Amy, thank you so much, and uh, we'll send you out some swag. All right, thoughts are mental energy. They're the currency that you have to attract what you desire. Learn to stop spending that currency on thoughts you don't want. Again, that quote is from Wayne Dyer. All right, let's get the party started. Let's get ready to rock this thing. Um, Like I said, Gary Barnes is in the house. Gary Barnes is the Breakthrough Business Mastery Coach, a high-performance business and sales coach, as well as a best-selling author. And you can find out more about uh, Gary Barnes and his team at Business Mastery Breakthrough. Is that right? Gary, welcome to the show. Yes, it's BreakthroughBusinessMastery.com. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's breakthrough business, <laughs> BreakthroughBusinessMastery.com. Yes. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, so uh, anyway, excited because I think, uh, you know, uh, and you probably know this even better than most, and that is a lot of people, you know, they're going to open up their their business and um, uh, they spend all this money on opening up that business, but then they put no time or effort into the marketing or the sales of that business. And, and I think that uh, this is probably one of the biggest uh, mistakes that I see people do. Uh, what is your thought on this? Oh, you know, it's a great question. You know, one of the things that I have found over the years, I've worked with people in seven different countries throughout the U.S. and building my own business is people have a desire to uh, share a product or service, and they're really good at that. But like you just said, they're really not prepared to do the marketing, the showcasing. And I think there's three things that really can get in the way is that they will build a website. They'll open their door if they're a brick and mortar or if they'll show up a, a little bit on the virtual side if they're a product or service on the Internet. 
and they are still the best kept secret. And yeah. we have been told, build it, and they will come. And yes. Frankly, that's a lie, isn't it? It is. It's a huge lie. Thank you, Waldo Emerson. What's his name? Something Emerson, Waldo, Waldo Emerson. What yeah, was ever that guy's name? I'm not that either. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, that, that's that Waldo myth Emerson. that came – what is it? A Waldo Emmett Emerson, I think. I, but I, and, I you know what? Now I got to look it up. Well. I got to look. It up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and so I think his quote uh, was something about if you build a better, a better mousetrap, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ralph Waldo go. Emerson. Thank you, Internet. So I think one of his big quotes, which has killed a lot of people, uh, misled a lot of people. And that is, if you build a better mousetrap, the world will be the path to your door. No, sir. Uh, if, if you market the heck out of your mousetrap, whether it's good or bad, people will be the path to your door. Now, if it's really bad, you're going to get refunds and you're not going to get a lot of repeat business. If it's really good, then you're going to get referrals and you'll get repeat business. But, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta create that, uh, that path. Right, absolutely. And then if you have that best, you know, mousetrap in the world, if you're marketing to people that do not have mice in their homes, they're still not going to connect. I, I call it fishing in the wrong pond. And identifying what it is that your product or service solves, what is the pain point that it solves, and then identifying the market that has a not only the need, but also the desire to connect with that product or service to solve that pain point. And when you do that, you will have people drawing. And actually, uh, Emerson would have been right in that sense because your perfect client will then see you as a perfect solution, and they will be drawn to you. I call it becoming a people magnet. I love that. I love that. Yeah, so so um, what would you say um, would be the, the thing that, that – causes uh, people to uh, people in business to struggle today? Is it not identifying the right pawn, as you said, or not identifying the right client? G- give me your step one, step two. Well, number one is not being that best kept secret. And so being able to show up, uh, doing things that may be a little bit uncomfortable, doing videos, doing interviews, speaking, uh, identifying where your perfect client uh, hangs out and be able to show up there so they can know that you exist. And then identifying connection with that, is that is it the right part? And sometimes you are dealing with people that really want your product or service, but they don't have the means in order to connect with you. And so it could still look like the best uh, place to put your time, money, and energy, but in essence, it really isn't because they're not going to connect with you. And then the third thing is I think many times we get so excited about the ultimate product that we have that we go in. My illustration is you go into Starbucks and you see a person and you walk up to them of the opposite sex and you go, hi, my name is Gary. Will you marry me? And so we don't have those stepping stones. We don't have that cup of coffee. We don't have that building the relationship period. And so we, I, I call it building a stepping stone engagement. So one right. of the things that people can see if we're, uh, you know, being safe. Being safe is one of the key elements to success in my world. And what that means is that we go in with no agenda. 
today being with you on your show. I actually have no agenda outside of giving some tips, some strategies, something that will benefit someone that is listening to us today because they're investing the most important asset that they have, and that's their time. And so when they invest that time, I want them to have their return on their investment. Now, obviously, we ultimately want people to engage with our product or service, but if we go in with no agenda, we become safe. Yes, yes. You know what? And, and I love that idea of being safe because um, when you look back at some of your best friends, some of your favorite relationships, those relationships were built uh, to use your verbiage there safely, right? To, to, they were safe. It wasn't like you went into there and to, to, hey, I have to have a relationship. I have to sell something. I, re- I really want to do, you know, I want to, you know, what do you call it, create a friendship. And I think that one of the biggest issues that I see in most networking events is that people come in there with that agenda that, hey, I got to pick up a bunch of leads here. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time. And that pressure is what kills, I think, the success of most people that go into a networking function as opposed to going in there and saying, let me see what I can, let me see how much fun I can have. Let me have no agenda. Let me just come out here and, and help or give. Um, and, and yes, that takes time. And yes, it's, you're not, you may not walk away with any leads, but you may walk away with a relationship that leads to something else, maybe a new, a new best friend or somebody that you end up doing uh, something else with. But I think I love this idea of no agenda, be safe. Absolutely. And one of the questions that I ask audiences all the time is when you go to a networking event, what is your agenda for the number of people that you want to connect with? And for me, that number is one. Because if you have a number any larger than one, those people before that ultimate number are actually fodder. They're stepping stones to that ultimate objective. And you will miss the ability to connect with that person because what you're not going to be doing is listening. You're not going to be listening mm. for what's the relevance of that person. Where, what are the needs that they have? And over the years, what I have really figured out is that you know, 95 to 98% of the people that I am introduced to, I am not the perfect solution to their problem. But because of my sphere, I become a resource because I can then connect them to the possible resources that they are needing in their life at that moment. And again, that makes me safe because I'm there to serve them. And if we really believe in a law of reciprocal, then we realize that we're going to receive back, but it may not be directly from that person that we're helping. But the, the, the ebb and flow will take place, and I've been doing it for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that uh, what most of us do – and I'm including myself because I, I used to be this way too, right? So um, is that, first of all, I love this idea of of trying to connect with one person. Man, talk about taking the pressure off yourself. Instead of trying to connect with 50 people and I want to wake up, I want to walk away with 10 leads, that's, that's near, you know, that's, that's ridiculous and you're not going to be effective. Um, and I think that even if you say, hey, I want to walk away with three or four leads, that, that, that still is very difficult in a short amount of time. Uh, but if you walk away with one singular relationship, uh, then 
you know, uh, over a period of time, if you do that, let's say you, you attend one networking meeting uh, a year, that's 12 new relationships. Again, not having an agenda, you never know where that's going to go. Because I think most people have experienced a referral from nowhere, manna from heaven. Somebody just said, hey, Gary, this is Bert, and I think he needs your help. Bert, this is Gary. He's the sales coach. Boom. And, and it came out of nowhere, but it's because of a relationship you had months ago, you know, years ago, whatever it was, that they know you, they like you, they trust you, therefore they're willing to refer somebody to you, and that just takes time. It really does, and when you will go to an event, if you do get more than one, that's called a bonus, and we all like bonuses, but yes, I have had that. I've actually had uh, times when I've gone in, opened up my computer, and found someone that has engaged with me as a full invested coaching client, and I have never ever met with them. They were referred by somebody, and they trusted them. And they engaged without ever speaking to me. Now, I don't really suggest that. I think you really need to know who you're engaging with, with whatever product or service it is. Yes. But what that says is that there was a connection. And that's really what I'm wanting anyway. I'm wanting to know their story. When we go in genuinely wanting to know what makes them them, the, the, not what they do or how they do it, but who are they? What, what is it that has made them? who they are and how did they get to the place they are in their life right now. And people are not used to that. They're not used to being listened to. And when you have that honest, open communication, uh, Bert, this is something that people are going to have to get used to. It's going to be TMI. They're going to maybe tell you things that you really don't want to know. And sometimes people will say, I don't know why I'm saying this to you. And they keep on talking. <laughs> but it just is a validation that I've crossed over, and I am now a safe person that they are willing to share something a, a little more tenuous or intimate, or it could be even embarrassing, whatever, but it, it's something that's really an honest communication. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea, uh, the analogy, and I think we've all heard it before, is you walk up to somebody and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Bert, marry me. Uh, you're going to scare people. Uh, they're going to run from you. Uh, the The reality is, even if you did that enough times, uh, you, you might eventually find somebody who'll say, "Yeah, I'll marry you." But they tend to be uh, just as you know, they're going to be crazy clients, right? They're going to be problematic. <laughs> uh, yes. So, so. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it all it is really all about the relationship, and people don't understand that. Uh, you know, with today's technology, there are so many ways to build that relationship. Uh, you mentioned doing a video. Uh, video is a fantastic way of building uh, that relationship of people getting to know you. Uh, obviously, a podcast is good. Uh, you know, doing speaking engagements uh, instead of trying to build the relationships one on one, which Ultimately, that's really how you build a relationship, but at least the introduction, you can introduce yourself to, to a lot of people by doing, uh, you know, by writing a book, uh, speaking engagements, video, very inexpensive, uh, you know, podcasting, uh, very inexpensive, and very portable. Uh, 
you know, audio books. And, and, and if you don't, you know, and if you don't want to do an audio book, maybe you do an audio segment. Uh, again, you, you could take a video, strip the audio, and now you have an audio that people can download and share and, and listen to on the phone and stuff like that. So today's technology, there are so many ways for you to build your uh, connections without having to be there all the time. I mean, it, 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 today's technology allows a business to go from zero to 60 in, I think, the shortest, cheapest amount of time. Your thoughts? Oh, yes, absolutely. And there's two benefits on, you know, one on each side. One, what you just mentioned, is that it's that one to many. We're showcasing. We're, we're allowing people that – uh, we don't even know are there. I mean, people get frustrated with social media because they say nobody's liking, nobody's, but yet they are. And I, I've received television appearances, and you know, I go, well, how did you find me? They go, well, we've been watching you for a couple of years on social media, and I had no idea they they were there. But the other side, and I think it's also equally important, is that our audience can safely us and so they can be in the crowd they don't have to be identified they can look at us in the eyes and to be able to see our demeanor our personality it doesn't mean that we're bad people but we may not just be the right fit for them and they can do it in the comfort of their office in their home in their car and as they start to follow you and see you and see your message in that moment, then they start thinking, well, maybe that's a person I can trust. Because here's a secret that I understood a while back, and that anytime a person connects with any product or service or producer, company, whatever, at that moment, the only thing they are buying is borrowed belief. That borrowed belief that what you are saying is something that they can actually achieve. The result will actually actualize for them. When they experience that process, that connection, that result of the product or service, now that belief starts transferring to them. But in the beginning, it's totally 100% borrowed belief that you're not going to, you know, just take their money and run, that it's not just a scam, that you're not going to ignore them, whatever it may be. But that's where the safety comes in. And the more that we can showcase who we are and also through other people where people have experienced us with testimonials or uh, having endorsements from producers, you know, again, it's that safety factor that really is the key for me that will stimulate and accelerate the success in any business. Yes. Yes. And and again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're, Hanging out, speaking with Gary Barnes, the Breakthrough Business Mastery Coach. You can find out more about Gary and his team at BreakthroughBusinessMastery.com, BreakthroughBusinessMastery.com. Yeah, you know what? Uh, There is is so much power in in being consistent in those things. Uh, It's – what do you call it? It's amazing to me – I do I do videos and and I've kind of been I've been very 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 bad at uh, my b- videos I I was producing them every week and then you know you go out uh, you you start traveling and you fall off the the video production ladder there or, or system and 
But what's interesting to me is every now and then uh, somebody will say, you know, well, I, and this has happened to me literally at the grocery store where I've had somebody come up to me and say, you look familiar to me. Where have I seen you? And it turned out that he saw me on a YouTube video that I did. And the other thing about, uh, you know, you mentioned how some people follow you without following you. Um, there are there are a couple of video there are a couple of people that I that I do follow and I watch their videos pretty regularly, but I have not subscribed to them because I don't want my email flooded. And one of the things that I stopped doing is I stopped liking videos because once you like a video, it uh, it also uh, triggers Google to send you other stuff. Oh, hey, you like this video about Gary Barnes? You may also you may like this other video, and yeah. and, and you know what? And that's fine, but. So I'm putting that out there just because you you know maybe only you know five or ten or a hundred people have subscribed to your channel. Uh, maybe you don't think you're getting as many followers or likes as you think you should. Like you said, Gary, they're following you and they're following you in the shadows. They're they uh, they they are aware of you and don't give up. Uh, I think that's the other big thing that a, pe- a lot of people you know just um, they give up and. Here's one of the mistakes I want to talk about. Uh, this is one of the mistakes that I've made, um, and I want to get your thoughts on this, um, is that sometimes people will look at somebody like, let's say, Gary Barnes and say, oh, I like Gary Barnes. I'm going to kind of do my version of Gary Barnes instead of doing my version of Burt Martinez. And I think it's very difficult uh, for some people, at least it was for me, to try to bring my own authentic character to life. Does that make sense? It does, and it really is just about being you. Uh, if we channel another person, that person's already there. There doesn't need to be another one, and it's that genuineness. It's also like you, you know, some people say that uh, I'm not good on doing a video. I don't look well or whatever the case may right. be. People don't want the perfect. They want the real, and if they want it, you know, it's that, if Gary can do it, I can do it. That's what I want people to understand. And that being seen part is my TEDx speech. They saw me, and they came to me and said, would you do TEDx? Most people are having to apply, and they were following me. They were reading my book, and they said, we want you to do this. Would you be willing to? And I'm going, okay. And, sure. and so planting those seeds and having that authenticity again, we're using – some very, you know, common words that I think people really don't see the value as much, and they're wanting to see that trick or that tip or that strategy that's going to convert faster. And really, when I hear the word conversion, it means how did I, you know, make somebody do something when I want them to do it? Instead of being that authentic self, having my door open, allowing them to come in at the moment that they need me and my service, now we have that genuine relationship. And you're right on. I mean, it's just keep it. We, we don't know where the gestation period, how long that's going to be. And so if you stop right before it's success, before your ship comes in, somebody else is going to receive it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and again, uh, I, I do not want for anybody to take this politically. So one of the things I appreciate about Donald Trump is that despite, despite his personality, 
Okay, because uh, again, Donald Trump, whether you like him or don't like him, uh, he is very genuine. And, and I remember one of my one of the things that he said uh, during the debates is he said, "This is who I am." He's talking to uh, uh, Megan Kelly, I think is her name. Anyway, uh, Kelly something. Anyway, so she was he was talking to uh, this lady who uh, used to be on Fox, and. Um, and he said, this is who I am. If you don't like me, don't vote for me. But I'm not changing. This is who I am. Um, I say, you know, I say whatever I'm thinking, whatever, whatever. So I think that if Donald Trump, who I want to say is probably the least polished of the uh, politicians, uh, definitely the least polished when it comes to uh, being a, a presidential person, uh, he, he got elected. And again, I don't want to make this political. I want to say that that people gravitate towards him based on who he is authentically. Um, you know, and and so if you think that you're not good enough, you're not sophisticated enough, you're, you you're going to come across as maybe um, I don't know uh, something uh, less than perfect. That's good. Donald Trump is less than perfect, and he became president. And if you start looking around YouTube and you start, and if let's say that you're in the uh, pet shop business or in the sales industry, or, you know, I don't know, you're a, you're a plumber, start seeing who the big video people are in your industry. And you'll find a bunch of imperfect people. But what they do is they, they use their own personality. They, uh, they're all, uh, we call it, they're authentic and they're consistently putting out uh, content um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, has been doing videos probably for about 20 years, and he attributes YouTube videos for taking his $5 million family business and converting it to a $50 million business. Uh, and and, he, and it, I think it happened within like five or six years. And he said that when he started doing videos, uh, nothing happened for two years. And then all of a sudden, it, it started to explode. He started getting invited to um, – to be on uh, all these shows, including Ellen DeGeneres and, and some of these news talk shows and stuff like that. But he said for the first two years, he barely had any subscribers, couldn't see anything, but he just kept doing it. And if you look at his videos, especially the old ones, you'll see Gary, you'll see the lighting is maybe not so good. He's never, you know, he's, he, sometimes he's clean shaven, but most of the time he's not. And he uses a lot of profanity, which is one of the reasons I don't follow him. Uh, he uses so much profanity that I, I, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's over the top for me personally. But he still has millions and millions of people that follow him. He's, he's put out not one, not two, but I think three New York Times best-selling books because he's got that audience built in. So be yourself, and that sometimes is the hardest thing to figure out. It just takes time, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's, you know, staying in the game. People also want to see permanence. They don't want the flesh in the pan. They want to be able to see consistency. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, Gary. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. Uh, if you were starting over today, how would you start? What would you do? You know, the one thing that I think that many people, and it really goes back to something you said at the beginning of the show. And instead of spending time, invest time. Look at how and what is the result that you're wanting with the activities that you're putting on your calendar 
in your business. So just don't you know, go out and become busy. I would be more focused. What is it that I want to accomplish? What are the resources for me to accomplish them maybe a little bit quicker, a little bit uh, more in tune with the people that I want to connect with? Identify what my ultimate vision is. What is it that I want to accomplish in 5, 10, 15, 20 years into the future? When we look at automobile sales or automobile companies, they are building prototypes that they're going to release 15, 20 years from now. They are ahead of the curve. So looking at that asset that is the most valuable asset that I believe we have is our time, and what are we doing with our calendar? Instead of allowing other people to, you know, it's like the tail wagging the dog, instead of allowing other people to control that calendar is, you know, one of the critical things, and then being seen taking the opportunity, being willing to take the risk of people not liking you, not liking your service, and then being also then willing to pay the price of, you know, I'm going to just do what it takes, whatever that is, that tenacity, be that bulldog that I will not be denied. And that can come in many different forms, but that embracing of I'm here to serve there is someone out there in the public that if I'm not here, something will not be completed for them. And it can take on many, many forms. But when I really believe that I have a mission, a, a responsibility, in fact, uh, Jay Abraham, one of the fathers of coaching on the, the, the corporate side, said, if you have a product or service that is beneficial to the public, it's not just an opportunity but a responsibility to take that product or service to the public, a responsibility. Mm. And so when we have that and we get up in the morning, it's not about just chasing another dollar. It's truly about serving your, you know, quote, mankind. The server, serve the people that you have, have that product or service that's going to benefit them, their family, for generations. And I, I, I use the illustration, it could be selling toothpicks. I don't care what that product or service is. But the reality is, if you have something that is needed and desired, you have a responsibility to be there in the market, showcase it, and then provide the promises, elevate it to the baker's dozen, promise a lot, and deliver more. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, I think that is uh, one of the things that uh, people overlook, the over over deliver situation uh, because we've all have experienced a situation where somebody over delivered and, and, and back to what you were saying about, um, you know, it doesn't really matter what you're selling because let me tell you, there's giants in all industries. There are giants in all industries. And so um, there are people that I'll take a server. We've all probably experienced a server that did their job so poorly that you didn't, you know, you probably didn't leave a tip, or maybe you didn't leave a very good tip. Uh, maybe you called the manager over. It just hurt the business. On the flip side of that, we've all probably experienced servers that were so good at what they did. You wanted to take them home, you wanted to offer them a job, uh, you were enthralled and engaged and you know you you love that server and you'll come back to that restaurant 
specifically because that server did a job so well. They just over-delivered. And I think that sometimes, Gary, where we screw up uh, uh, as business people is that we want to deliver tit for tat. Hey, they bought my service. My service is in this box, and that's what they got. And that's great if you are Disney and you have billions of dollars and you have millions of customers. You might be able to get away with that. But if you're not that big, then you need to surprise your customers with a little overvalue. Go ahead. Yeah, and something that uh, you said at the very beginning, too, that I would really emphasize with anyone that is looking at how to build their business and build it substantially quickly is to take time off. You've got to sharpen the saw. You've got to mm. be able to, you know, that, that ending your year, and I do, my year ends on December 15th. Now, if there's something that comes up that I want to incorporate in the last two weeks, yes, you know, I may put it in, but I truly, I want to, you know, enjoy the holidays. I want to prepare for the next year. And this time between now and the end of the year, I really love it because a lot of people will say, you know, I'd love to talk to you, but talk to me after the first year, fully expecting me not to call. And January, February are always huge months. Because I call back, and now they go, well, you're weird. You called me back. What do you have? You know, let's have a conversation. But those last two weeks of the year, let's celebrate what we've achieved for the year, even if it's maybe not the total result that we wanted at the beginning of that year. But if we don't celebrate, if we don't take that time to sharpen the saw, we're starting it as a deficit for the next year. And so most people will work all the way through the year, and then they'll start doing the prep times or whatever, after the first year, I'm starting on January 2, refreshed. Most people yeah. are not getting engaged until January 10, 15, maybe even into February, and they're exhausted. Take yeah. the time off throughout the year. That goes back to honoring your calendar and controlling your time. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what? Uh, I love this idea of taking time off. It is so vitally important. Uh, the uh, there, there's a gentleman I met with the other day, and so he's hired a recovery coach. And I looked at him and I said, "What the flip is a recovery coach?" Because I mean that sounds like a professional, <laughs> something that a professional athlete would hire. And he's and him and I do work out together, but I but you know he's not a professional, and he says that the number one problem for him in his life is that he doesn't devote enough time to sleep and family and recovery. Right. And I thought, wow, that's true. Uh, and I think that, you know, you know, there, there's that uh, situation where we are supposed to be going hundred percent full out hundred percent of the time. And, and that's great. And you might be able to do that for a week and maybe you could do it for a month, but sooner or later you got to take time to recover and, you know, you look at families that have been divorced, uh, they don't usually get divorced because uh, you spent too much, fam too much family time with them, right? It's usually the reverse. And, uh, and, and people don't get sick because they're getting a good amount of sleep and recovery and, and, and good amount of nutrition. So when you factor those things in, uh, I think as Americans um, – and not just Americans, but I think this happens in, in, in all civilized societies, uh, Canada, you know, UK, uh, and stuff like that. 
we we are so focused on go, go, go that we don't take sufficient time off. We're not getting sleep. And then, of course, uh, I'm waking up already tired. So what do I do? I, I, I take caffeine all day throughout the day, ensuring me that I won't get to a good night's sleep again. And, and so it's this vicious circle. But, I, Gary, I love this idea of just taking time off and, and reconnecting. Well, and when we realize that whatever we're doing, and let's look at life. Life, life is a marathon, not a sprint. And yes. when we work a marathon as a sprint, we're not going to finish the race. We're, we're going to burn out. We're going to look for something else to do. We're going to say it doesn't work. That a lot of times is a wrong conclusion. What we're really looking at is we engaged with it incorrectly to get the results that we wanted. And mm. so having this ability, having the permission to take time off, to enjoy the, the benefits. For nine years, I didn't take a vacation. And I, one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this is that I had built a lifestyle that my family enjoyed that I was not participating in. And there was an event that I was a co-director of, and I was given a seven, well, actually a 10-day vacation. I made a mistake. I told my kids. And at the end of it, I wanted to get back to my business. I really wanted to, you know, shore up the, what I thought was lacking. And they reminded me I had this vacation, and I took it. I was so depressed. And so I went, enjoyed the vacation, and came back knowing that my business was suffering and I was going to have to fix it. And I really got depressed when I looked at the numbers because my business had increased 10% without me there. And when I there's a business, the more pardon. I said that's a that's a real business when it can grow without you. And so the more time I've taken off and really sharpened the saw, the larger the revenue that I'm able to achieve. Just because I'm more in tune, I can listen better. I can, I, I, I am more, you know, of a benefit to those that I touch. And so, it's taking off time is not slacking. It truly is something that is a necessary element to build a successful business. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, to, uh, I guess, drill this home a little bit more. When you look at an athlete, uh, especially somebody who's trying to build their muscle, uh, their muscle doesn't grow from lifting the weights. It grows from the recovery time. And, yes. and if you don't get sufficient recovery time, then you start to get muscle weakness and, 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 and issues that way. And I think it's the same way with, with everything else um, that, uh, you know, you have to have that sufficient recovery. Um, and, and uh, it, it's just um, – I, I, anyway, I, I'm glad that we brought it up. We're out of time. Uh, my, uh, my producer is giving me the – the out-of-time <laughs> signal, but uh, uh, Gary Barnes, it's been a, a joy having you on the show today. I want to give out this website one more time, BreakthroughBusinessMastery.com. Gary Barnes, high-performance business and sales coach, thank you so much for stopping by today. Well, Bert, it was my pleasure. It was really great to be with you, and have a great week and a good end of the year and a good a year next year. Absolutely. Good stuff. Thank you, Gary. Good stuff there from Gary Barnes, BreakthroughBusinessMastery.com. Check it out. See if it's right for you. 
Um, as always, my friends, let's share this episode with everyone we know. Let's help as many people understand sales and marketing and recovery. Uh, it's crazy how, how important our recovery is. Uh, the reason a lot of us get sick at the end of the year, it isn't because the temperature's changed. It's because we're eating a lot of junk. We're sleeping a lot less. We're drinking a lot of alcohol. Uh, and we're stressed out about having the perfect Christmas or the perfect Hanukkah or the perfect holidays. And that's why our system is breaking down. Um, and anyway, think about that. Please, let's share this episode. Please share this episode with everyone you know. Let's help as many people as we can. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.